Last time on Dice Funk. This sounds like you're recruiting me for some JRPG party to go take down, like, hell demons. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm on board with the concept. <laughs> now, we are in the age of life. Life itself. Uh, Cordelia Heller, fabulous serial killing artisan. Trash goblin gremlin diva Goku. King badass, <laughs> level nine fighter, lizard folk. Also killed Margaret Tomahawk, Otterman, Flip <laughs> Dipperson, Trustwad Dooselhauser, Ludacris Bacon, Mayhem, Titsa Burston. Uh, Car, please. Blake Ferris, human wizard. Uh, up to the gates of heaven. Uh, but you can't see the gates because the queue is so backed up down this staircase. Uh, it goes on as literally as far as you can see and well beyond that. This decision was reached by someone called the Metatron. Okay. That's who you're here to kill. Looks like a friend. It's, it's a big red battle toad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Blake, uh, this thing latches out and begins stabbing you with its razor sharp claws. How does that, how does that sound? Owie. <laughs> and the slob points his stump at you, squirting blood in your face. And then he flip, he does a swan dive off the side of the infinite staircase to escape. I think King's gonna pick up the finger. And he will announce out loud. I wonder if Lime would like this. This seems like a fun challenge. Conduit of challenge time. Please be ring toss. Please be ring toss. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to be now. No. I think it has to be ring toss. <laughs> um, if we fail. Oh my God. We'll bugger off forever. Nice, easy deal. Oh, okay. I'm going to, uh, Cordelia uses her cone of cold to freeze the chain and then finds a rock because there's a rock on this staircase. <laughs> Coils around it and smashes it up in chains until it breaks. My, my favorite weeks on the show are the ones where I don't know if I'm tired or very energetic. Those are the best. I like when I'm when I'm tired, but also when I like hit the vape and then it creeps up on me and then I'm like, whoa. My eye has been twitching all day. Oh, I hate that. That is the fucking worst. <laughs> my left eye. It's my good eye. All right. So at the beginning of each season, we take a little bit of time out at the beginning to introduce ourselves to new listeners and to really establish the bond between player and character voices for new listeners. It's hard on a podcast and time to tell who's talking. So I am Austin Yorsky. I am the dungeon master. I am the NPCs. I am the person who is really pedantic about the rules and annoying about plot details. That's me, Austin Yorsky. You're hearing my voice now. Patreon.com. Slash Austin Yorsky, not only my sole source of income, but also a fund for anyone who needs audio equipment, which we frequently ruin because of who we are as people. Everything's broken. Oops. All the time. At one time or another, we've replaced computers, microphones, headphones. I got a new mouse and then I immediately injured my hand so that I can't enjoy it in its fullness. 
Uh, but that is that is patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky, and that's me, who is the person whose name that is. Uh, also introducing on this show some of the player characters. Lauren, you're here. Your eyes twitching. You're having a day. Yeah, uh, my name is Lauren Morgan. I'm going to do an accent, but I'm not going to do it right now. I'm playing Cordelia Heller. If you want to check me out, I'm my Twitter's and it's in the description because I don't want to spell it right now. Rogalicious. Buy uh, my you, titty pictures. You spell Rogalicious the way you would if you were a mid two thousands emo teen. Honestly, that's where it came from. So I just it, that's what happened, and it just kind of stuck, and that's my brand now. That's a lot of the people on this show's brands. I'm not going to point anybody out in particular, <laughs> but a lot of us went through it, and we're still kind of going through it. But that's Lauren Morgan, uh, Cordelia Heller, the warlock Yuan T. That's a snake person. Oh. Yeah, thank you for telling me the things that I should have said. Yep, no problem, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, homie. Who else wants to talk? Oh, uh, okay, I'm Conrad Zimmerman, and I-, I don't know if I even did an accent prior to this uh, in the previous episode, but I'm playing Blake Ferris, who is a human wizard. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman. I do some other podcasts, like Boston's Favorite Son, which is a nightmare. <laughs> It really is. It's really not a better way to describe it than that. Uh, so just go listen to that nightmare. Um, and I had a really funny thing that I was going to say in response to Lauren's thing that I've forgotten. And that's pretty much par for the course. That's kind of the yeah. Conrad Zimmerman experience. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's Blake Ferris, Human Wizard. Uh, Laura, I know you want to get a hand on this ball. It's me. I, I should get on get on this. Remind everyone, hey, you know that, that one you heard before? That's Lauren with an N at the end. I'm Laura, Laura Dale. Um, I play Nithix, who is a, a, a gnome bard, who is just a little angry gamer troll that also is a little bit like Goku in that they just want to have all of the challenge even when it's not a smart idea. Um... I'm Laura K. Buzz on places on the internet. Um, Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, laurakbuzz.com. Very solidified branding. I got that down. <laughs> I worked out how to get just like one phrase and make it work everywhere. Also, be a books? Books? Oh, books. Yeah, I should talk about those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Austin. It's been a long week. Um, un- Uncomfortable Labels, it's a book about being trans and on the autism spectrum and how that's actually a really common overlap, and it comes out on July 18th, which is, like, scary soon, if not, like, now. That's that's very soon. And then there's Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is a coffee table book about video game character butt designs with a bunch of illustrations and guest stuff from a bunch of cool people in the games industry, and... That's the thing that's coming out at the end of the summer, I think. Good, I want my copy. <laughs> I, I will get you that copy. We. <laughs> I have a, I'm going to have a new apartment with a new coffee table, and it's going to need a book on it, and I want it to be a book about butts. I, you know what the delay was? I had to spend two months having actual meetings with actual lawyers, one by one going through all of my pictures of butts and going, can we le- legally use this picture of butts or will we get in trouble with someone? Jesus. <laughs> I had to have two months of real lawyer meetings to talk about butts. That should be all fair use because you're producing commentary on it. It should be. It should be. But there are certain companies that are so litigious that we've had to rework certain things to stop them shouting. So that's patreon.com slash Laura K Buzz, and that is Nifix the Bard Gnome. And finally, from 
Uh, the state everyone loves to hate, Chris Larius. Oh, is that one of my nicknames? I'm the state that everyone loves to hate. Pennsylvania, specifically. I my, no! no, I want that to be my nickname. Hey, hey, hey! I'm just trying to draw attention to the fact that we have an interstate thing going on here. Two Floridians, two Pennsylvania livers. I don't know if you're from there originally. And, then- <laughs> and a good old Brit. Yeah, I mean, I really, really love Florida, but I feel like we have no room to talk on. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to start shit. I'm stirring it up. Chris, tell us about you. Uh, hi, my name is Christopher Lair, sometimes known as Rolo T, and I do a manga podcast called Weekly Manga Recap, which if you'd like to listen, you can find it on iTunes and Podbean and all those sorts of places. And there's a Patreon for it called patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. And I play the lizard folk samurai called King Badass on this show. So now you can connect the voices to the other person. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for understanding the purpose of the exercise. <laughs> it's what I do. I sit here and I uh-huh. think, how can I make Austin happy? And most of the time I can't think of an answer. So it manifests <laughs> as me just insulting you. But then sometimes mm-hmm. I actually get an idea and I'm like, and then you don't Austin do happy. it. And yeah. It, and then yeah. I call Austin an ugly dork. Just bribe him with coffee and he'll forgive all your mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Sundere for me, Chris? I'm a lot of things for you, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Baka. Where we last left the adventure, uh, the party had scaled the infinite staircase up to the gates of heaven, Celestia, if you pick up a Planescape book, but we're going to call it oh, heaven. Oh, because we got, we got enough power stars to do that, right? Yeah, you needed 80 power stars to get up the yeah, infinite staircase. Austin knows the reference I'm getting. <laughs> See? That's yes! why I sneak outside your window at night. Uh huh. And watch you play Super Mario 64 on an emulator. Yeah, you. Yeah, you don't do a lot. I'm kind of sad. I feel like you should exercise more or something. <laughs> Get out of the house. That's just so funny because he literally like walks like miles every day. Yeah. Uh. So that's what happened last time. You climb the infinite staircase. First, you confronted a slod, a big toad, uh, which you cut a finger off of and kept the finger before it jumped off the staircase to escape. Then you confronted an ophanim. The audience has heard all this in the last time. I don't know why I'm belaboring it. Uh, but after... No, no, no. This is this is good, because I have no fucking clue what happened. <laughs> That's good. Uh, after... how, how many of you listened to your homework and listened to the intro to episode one? Oh, shit. I knew there was something I forgot don't, to do. Don't even break my heart. Don't even bother responding and breaking my heart. Hey, I played Planescape Torment for like 12 hours over the weekend. That's pretty good. That's like half the game. I brought you coffee last <laughs> is it? I mean, I, I I got as far as like getting the water chip. That's okay. Fallout joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> then you, after Nifix used her conduit of challenge to force the Ophanim to abandon its to abandon its post, uh, Cordelia Heller smashed open the gates, and that's where we left it. You kicked your way into heaven, and now that's where we are at the top. But does anybody want to say anything as you look into the blinding white light of Celestia and gaze upon the mountain of lawful good, which is the ultimate goal of every paladin and most clerics in the setting, and it's just kind of the holiest of holies. And here you are. Yeah, I, didn't, I think we just knocked, knocked, knocked on heaven's door. I did it. I, I did it, guys. All right, goodbye. I did everything I was here is for. That, is that a reference I should get? Let's put his guns in the ground. Bob Dylan. Go on, Lauren. Oh, Bob Dylan is my dick. Um, <laughs> okay, controversial. Uh, he's a hypocrite. Anyways. Well, he, you know, I mean, he took, he uh, abandoned, like, the greatest last name ever, so fuck him. Yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> okay, is the, sorry, it was a reference to the Guns N' Roses cover. What are we doing? <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to put on sunglasses, because too bright for me. Okay, yeah, as our chaotic evil party member, there's going to be some consequences. That's Let's start there. That's fun. Uh, can I get constitution saving throws from Cordelia Heller and Blake Ferris? 
Sure. Fine. Constitution saving throws for those new to D&D are kind of a, a role they do when something bad's happening to them. 13! It, it's the kind of role you would do if, like, you were about to be sick and you were trying not to be. It's the, how, how, how good are you at, at withstanding whatever is happening here? Oh, no. And I am not, because I rolled a four. Oops. Okay, so Cordelia, you put on sunglasses to mute the light of heaven. Uh, Ferris, you're not paying attention, <laughs> I guess. And you get a face full of heaven light. And honestly, it makes you feel extremely bad. Uh, you're a neutral evil character. To reiterate, everyone should know that. Cordelia is a chaotic evil serial killer, but uh, Blake's not oh, yeah. not so good himself, and you fail miserably, and everyone, you see that uh, Blake's already white skin blanches even further. He is not looking so hot right now. Did you remember to put your spiff on? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sunscreen. You, you know, the lotion, and it has the spiff on it. Oh, no. <laughs> you need a high spiff. Not my scene, if I'm totally honest. Is, uh... <laughs> Anyone else, like, feel nauseous? I brought sunglasses because heaven sucks. So Blake looks like he's he's doing really bad from the light. Is there a way that I could, like, pull up my sword and, like, hang it over his head so, like, <laughs> the shadow it casts gives him, like, kind of a little umbrella? Yeah, that's pretty cute. So you enter uh, heaven uh, using your giant Auron from Final Fantasy X sword to kind of shade your party member. He still doesn't look great, but he is able to walk with the rest of the party. Uh, and the scene you uh, enter is one of absolute paradise. It's the full... Cl- fluffy cloud heaven from you know your favorite sunday cartoons the the landing on the end of the stairs uh there are petitioners all out and about just these uh little balls of light uh sometimes little wings uh they're just flapping around enjoying heaven these are the ones who just got here uh they're pouring in from behind you because if you'll recall the gates were shut and they couldn't get through and now they are pouring into their eternal reward and that's kind of uh the scene right now is you're on this bank of clouds surrounded by petitioners who are flooding in to join the ones who are already here uh in the distance you see the mount of mount celestia the titular eponymous mount um it's called the seven heavens because it has seven peaks as it goes higher and higher and each one has kind of its own name the first heaven the one where you are is the silver heaven and you can see that the first peak is a mountain made of silver but also covered with lush verdant greenery and more cloud uh kind of platforms along it and the you can walk across the clouds to the mountain now but there is a a, a kind of spatial weirdness oh god oh, oh god oh. yeah sorry guys it's just this place it's oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, this 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 place isn't too bad, but like last time I I, I knew anyone who went here is for a, for a land party, and all they had was Captain Bible in the Dome of Darkness. It was not a great uh, not a great time. It's just like really warm and bright. Uh, an interesting thing we talked about last episode was the infinite spire and the city at the top of it and how that doesn't make any logical sense. Uh, there's a lot of that going on here, too. The seven heavens are mountains of such enormous size that you could you could climb for 100 million years and never even reach the first peak. And yet you can look up and see all seven. Uh, it's like l- f- looking from Earth and seeing the surface of Pluto with absolute clarity. It should be impossible, but physics and logic and space are negotiable in the outer planes. And so you walk into heaven on this bank of clouds and you see seven peaks of a glorious mountain 
and you feel both like you could begin climbing now and not reach your goal by the end of time, or also that you could just take off sprinting and be there by lunch. I like the last one. Thanks. I hate it. Uh, can I do a perception to see if there's anyone in the area who looks like we could talk to them? You really should, yeah. Uh, I rolled a 21. That's really good. So, King, you just begin scanning the crowd of petitioners looking for something useful. And you notice uh, that there are some uh, higher ranking ones. They kind of, uh, petitioners usually start at a low form. And as they reach, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to say this without saying like evolve or level up, but they actually kind of do. So, like in hell, you get these tiny devils that I start off with and they get bigger and bigger and bigger and stronger. In in heaven, they start off as little light balls of light, and they actually get bigger and bigger until they become kind of lower form of angels. And you're seeing bigger and bigger uh, petitioners in a certain direction as if these ones are of a higher status than the ones that just came in. And you think probably they're up to something. It's like the shitty Facebook games where you go from level one mobster to level 99 ga- gangster. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the entire soul economy. It's, it was brought up as a plot point last episode, and it's going to be something that recurs a lot. Why do people want souls so much? Why are they worth their weight in gold? And that's because that's how you advance from a lowly petitioner to either a great angel or a arch devil or a demon lord. And it's also just... Uh, part of the the planes, their constant tug and pull between them. I'm very excited to make a lot of in this soul economy jokes this season. <laughs> I want to go up to the big soul people. Slap them. The bigger soul people, I guess. So, King, you begin walking towards the higher status petitioners, leading uh, the charge there, and you see that they are gathered around um, what appears to be a hologram or a magical uh, illusion of a, of a figure that's sitting uh, in in their midst. That's why you couldn't see it at first, but your, your perception led you to this point. And you see that this figure uh, that's seated has six wings, which it has wrapped around its body so that you can't see its actual like abdomen and head and legs are all wrapped up in these six wings that, that obscure the rest of its form. But you, it's clear to you automatically that it's not physically here. It's an illusion or a hologram or some kind of magical thing. Uh, and it's just sitting there as if in prayer wrapped in six wings. Excuse me! Oh, man. Do you know where the Megatron is? Without moving, (laughs) uh, the magical projection, the figure, answers, Yes, it is I, the Metatron. Where are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Far away from you, sinner. Hey, suck my dick! Wait, wrong voice. Nifix is going to approach the uh, the hologram and go, I know what you're thinking. We came and knocked down your door. You want letting people into heaven. It's a whole big deal. It's fine. But, like, surely we can just talk this out. It's no fun you just sitting nowhere near us and us being nowhere near you and that just staying the case. That's boring. Surely it'd be more fun to just... Show yourself, coward. Show, show yourself out. You're like, we, we're, we're nothing, clearly. Like, what, what, what do you have to lose? Come, come say hi. Boredom is a concern for the idolatrous soul. I have much higher concerns. Show your face, coward! What, what, what are those higher concerns, then? Sin. Sucking my dick! Are you pro <laughs> yeah. or against sin? 
as a concept. <laughs> I am the Metatron, so I am very anti-sin. Hmm. Are you the leader of all the soul things here? <laughs> the gates of heaven and its petitioners are my charges, yes. Do you know if I can make these into a lamp? And he's going to pull out the souls he was carrying. <sighs> Release those immediately, sinner, or your punishment will be multiplied ten thousand fold. Come, come, and, come and get rid of them. I will not fall for such obvious trickery. I just wanted to give it as a present. <laughs> that is slavery. Oh no, yes it oh, is. Oh, I guess you wouldn't want slavery in your nice pretty <coughs> heaven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rick. <laughs> I thought this was money. Surely, uh surely not letting people into heaven is uh surely that's gonna be a sin, right? There are those who would consider their eternal souls such base things as currency. I aspire to a higher view of life and morality. And the gates were closed to ensure only the purest souls were allowed through to this paradise. Oh, so you won't mind then if we just take all of these and leave? You hear, a, you hear the blast of a horn in the distance. A triumphant, glorious trumpet. All right, that sounds like approval. Um, roll religion? That seems like a good roll. Can I roll religion? I'm going to, to see what I know. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. We've just been telling him to suck my dick. You really have. Oh, no, an eight. In fairness. He should be sucking her dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, is anybody want to help uh, Cordelia? Because with an eight. I rolled a negative two with a botch. I think it's dinner time. <laughs> the roll sucked today. I got a 10. I couldn't see because my sunglasses. Sorry, what stat are we rolling? <laughs> I mean, it's religion, but it doesn't matter. Everyone failed and one person botched, so. <laughs> well, maybe I'll crit. You don't know. Try it. I believe it now. 18. It's pretty good, though. That's one success. You needed two. So the, the group fails and King specifically botched. So you think that the trumpet is probably good. He's coming down to address your grievances personally and you can just stab him. So you're like, yeah, this worked out. We just bullied him and he gave up pretty easily. <laughs> this is really good. Oh, you're coming to suck my dick. <laughs> Not in this soul economy. <laughs> that sounded like Dracula. I want to roll perception. Do I see anyone else in the area besides us? I'm Kind of quietly hoping that maybe I see our, our good lizard friend, or not lizard, but frog person, the slotty, whatever he is. I rolled a 16. Um, so th the slod jumped off the infinite staircase. Uh, if it was anything but a slod, you would just assume it's dead. Uh, but it's a slod, so who knows what the heck it's up to. With a I 16, just love hearing you say slod. Huh? I love hearing you say slod. Yeah, that's a good word. Uh, a 16, I'll say you probably see it first, which is the thing that the great trumpet summoned. Um, if I say the word cherub, what comes to mind? God damn it. Oh, little fat babies in diapers with horns. No, it's something scary. Uh, I love that you answered that uh, because what you've described is not a cherub in a biblical sense. It's a Italian uh, it's like symbolic iconography of innocence. I think it's called a putti. Uh, I probably totally mess that up but if you look in the bible what a cherub is is a four-faced angel yeah. one face human one face ox one face eagle one face lion 
Uh, that is a cherub, as far as the Bible's concerned. Um, I just double-looked it up. Yeah, putti is a figure of uh, bu- 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 chubby, a chubby male child, usually naked and sometimes winged. They're pretty scary. They tore apart that old guy in uh, Gantz. That's, an, that's a manga thing. <laughs> I've actually seen Gantz. It's terrible. It's just... That one I know. I think I had a nov- uh, one of the mangas in middle school. Can I kill it, Austin? Now that it's here, I want to fight it and kill it. You probably are going to want to, uh, to intercede in some way because the cherub is, flies over from the mountain and lands on the clouds with the rest of the party. Uh, and like I said, it's a humanoid form, four faces... Uh, and it has a f- it has a giant flaming great sword. Oh. Well, actually, hold on. Let me let let me be safe. I'm gonna roll insight to see if it's aggressive towards us. An an eleven. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say that you you take the great the great sword as a hint. <laughs> Is it great? It's pretty great. Yeah. I'm gonna okay. cast cone of cold. Uh-huh. That's the constitution saving though. It's probably really constitute. Okay. So <laughs> I guess... listen, we're here to get messy this season. Uh we sure are. Let me double check these stats. Oh, they love a constitution. Fuck. Fuck. Okay, so the scene is you find uh a, you find an image, a magical illusion of the Metatron in some kind of prayer or contemplation here amongst the petitioners. You basically tell it to suck your dick. Not basically, you did literally multiple I times did. tell it to suck your dick. And so it called a cherub to fuck you up. Yeah, and I'm trying to put his flaming sword out. All right. Uh 19, that's going to save. God damn it. So Cordelia uh holds aloft her bone cameo. Is that Duplicative, aren't all cameos made of bone? Um, yeah, I think they're usually made out of ebony. Not cameo, the princess of power. Oh, no, not ebony, ivory. Whatever the rare game was called. Well, they're mostly <laughs> fake now because taking elephant tusks is bad. It sure is. So the cherub lands on the clouds and Cordelia turns, holds her cameo aloft and shoots a cone of cold at it. Roll your damage. Yes. And then everyone roll initiative because it's going to kill you with its flaming greatsword. I rolled a six. That seems reasonable. Uh, so 11 damage. Oh, now I get the crit. Good job, Blake. <laughs> Le- Yay, Conrad's Lead, lead the charge. Yeah. The cherub still beat your crit. Check those stats. Yeah, that is fucking ridiculous. I want to note, King <sighs> is exclusively thinking about how he could probably make a pretty sweet cape or blanket out of the feathers on that thing. Yeah, I think there's going to be a talk to what to do after his body because <laughs> pretty much Cordelia's entire character is monster huntering people. I love to turn bodies into things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the cherub's four heads talk in unison and they say, You have disturbed the Metatron. The Metatron has disturbed me. That was very Italian. <laughs> that is- I'm leaving it. I don't care. Only one of those things is a crime. Your face. <laughs> Your face is a crime. <laughs> Oh, no, I botched. <laughs> okay, so the cherub raises its flaming sword, runs at Cordelia, and she says, your face is a crime. And he, ha- he has four, so he's very self-conscious about his faces. You get a free spell. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm a cast Blight. All right, it's another constitution saving. I'm pretty sure they all are, yeah. 19, I save again. God damn it. Well... The math. 18 damage. 18. 
as uh, Cordelia, uh, so the cherub runs at you with his flaming sword raised high. You say your face is a crime. It it flinches uh, in self-consciousness and you blast it in the face with necrotic energy from your cameo and it stumbles backwards. Uh, it is now your turn, Ferris. All right. Uh, Ferris is going to cast Confusion. Oh, he's so wise. He has the knowledge of heaven. He loves it. Yeah, you suck. I botched. Ah! <laughs> Damn it. That sweet bird got him. It really did. You bamboozled an angel. So tell us about confusion, Blake Ferris. Uh, it can't take reactions. And at the start of each turn, it has to roll a d10 to determine its behavior. And what it rolls determines. Oh, there's a whole chart here. Yeah, there's a whole chart for it. I love charts. This is why people hate D&D. <laughs> all the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is now a Cordelia's turn. I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. Mm-hmm. Because it's free. Yep. That's the signature warlock spell. It's just a blast of pure force from your warlock symbol. All right. Two, a 12 and a 16. Uh, neither of those hit. I kind of figured. This is, we're starting at level nine, so. Yeah. Uh, so, Cordelia, you fire two Eldritch Blasts, and the Cherub is flailing wildly in confusion and just bats both of them away. Uh, it is now, that says Chris, it is now King Badass's turn. Uh, so King's going to walk up to this thing. He's say, listen here, you son of a bitch. Before I tear you apart into ribbons, I've got just one thing to ask you. Which one of your faces needs to eat? <laughs> Because he's going to give him a knuckle sandwich. The heavenly choir do not require sustenance. Well, I don't know. What's the point of having four mouths then? Uh, then I'm going to use... <laughs> to preach the gospels. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use a, a, fa- uh, a samurai feature, which is called Fighting Spirit. I have three fighting spirits that I can use per long rest. And what I do is I use a bonus action to make it so that all my attack rolls have advantage made on a given turn. So that means I roll twice to take the bigger one of the two. I also gained five temporary hit points, so that's just a little bonus on top of that. So I'm going to use two attacks against you, both with advantage. Nice. So 16 for the first one and 21 for the second. 21 hits. All right. Uh, 14 damage. Slashing damage. All right. You start slashing at the confused cherub who just shouts, Even if you defeat me, the Megatron's will is inviolable. I like that we finally got Austin to say Megatron. Did I say Megatron? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. You did. <laughs> <laughs> He's very confused. That's a victory for us. I mean, Illusionist hit him with the confusion spell. How can he be more bamboozled? Uh, it is <laughs> Nifix's turn. Okay. I'm going I'm to try and do some cool shit right out the gate because I, I fucking love my new character. Um, Nifix is going to pull out the uh, like little handheld gaming console and tap around a bit and use it to cast Polymorph. Oh, gosh. On herself. Nice! Uh, Nymphix is going to sort of look through her bestiary a little bit and uh, and tap on something nice and high level. And I checked this time, Austin. It's a beast. Um, Nymphix is going to start growing quite considerably. Some very sharp teeth and uh, very, very big tails start to appear. Nymphix is becoming a T-Rex. Oh, dope. Little tiny arms, though. Oh, mood. They got tiny arms, but they got a lot of cool shit. So I have I have a sheet up for what I can do as a T-Rex now. <laughs> okay, so tell me how this dinosaur kills an angel, because this is season six, and <laughs> we ain't fucking around anymore. 
so dinosaur gets to attack twice every every turn. Once with its mouth, once with its tail, because it's great. Uh, let me do some attack rolls. It well, isn't polymorph use your action? Uh, because that has taken up my action, I am literally just going to do a big intimidating roar and start just pacing. Pacing, pacing, pacing. Ready to ready to take big old bite. All right, it is the cherub's turn. Uh, tell me what I have to roll. A d10? Actually, I a didn't, d10? didn't need you to tell me. I don't know why I said that. Uh, yeah. One. Oh, you use all your movement to move in a random direction. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, what's the funniest? I think the funniest direction would be into the Tyrannosaurus's mouth. Yeah. That's the funniest direction from my perspective. Do I get an opportunity attack? You sure do. Cool. Leave me at least a hand. Uh, 15. <laughs> I don't get to do two attacks for an, uh, an opportunity attack, do I? No. Okay. All right. I so, miss. King, you swipe at the cherub as it flies away and into Nifix's open mouth. It is now uh, Blake's turn. All right. Well, then, in that case, uh, I'm going to cast Ray of Frost. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I have as a cantrip, and that's pretty handy. 15's not going to hit. It is not. All right, uh, I guess it's your turn again, Cordelia. Oh, hang on, you need to make another wisdom check for that uh, ah, confusion spell. Yeah. Just 20. Yeah, that's going to pass. All right, so the cherub comes to its senses uh, as soon as it runs into Nifix's tongue, one assumes. Uh, <laughs> this is not ideal. <laughs> Uh, Nifix T-Rex just just starts licking. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good sentence. (laughs) So, Eldritch Blast. Don't hit my nice dinosaur teeth. It's force damage, so I'm going to try and hit him so hard he goes into the T-Rex mouth. 13 and 23? 23 hits, roll damage. Five. Oh, that's a tiny damage. (laughs) <laughs> it's so small. That's a damage Ito. God damn. If it had balls, it'd be like you flicked him with your finger. <laughs> okay. Do not flick the cherub. <laughs> King, it's your turn. Uh, so the cherub is inside Nifix's mouth and Cordelia's shooting it. Okay. So I'm going to use another one of my uh, fighting spirits. So I'm going to make my attacks with advantage again. So 25 for the first one and 11 for the second one. 25 hits. Uh, So that is going to be 15 damage. All right, you slash it, and it doesn't have blood. It has, I guess, the blood of the gods in Greek mythology is called ichor. So probably that, like, golden fluid. That has other connotations. I don't like it, Greek philosophy. Why why have you done this to me, Greek mythology? Um, But you slash him pretty good, and it is now Nifix's turn. Nifix, you can uh, attack with advantage because he's in your mouth. Oh, heck. Are you ready for me to bite this thing real good? I really am. Okay, let's let's see how that first first attack that first bite do. Twenty six. Does that hit? <laughs> oh fuck! Let's, let's do the advantage just to see if I crit. No, okay, only a twenty on the second roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you ready to see this damage? Because T Rex bite does a lot of damage. How sick would the Book of Revelation be if a T Rex <laughs> ended up eating all of Jesus's enemies? Um, then maybe I'd actually read the Bible. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, 29 damage? <laughs> All right. So there's a crunching noise as its various <laughs> limbs snap. Uh, it's not dead, but here on Dice Funk, for new listeners, we don't always play so that every enemy fights until they're at zero just because self-preservation is a thing. Uh, so we do what the kind of fiction tells us. And I think getting crushed in a T-Rex's jaws so much that your shin bones are up near your head area and your wing bones are rolling around <laughs> near what used to be your spleen uh, is enough to get something to stop fighting for the moment. So, Nifix, you crush the cherub in your in your teeth, in your jaws, and it splinters. <laughs> I love blasphemy. It's very good and fun and educational. Um, and you look over and you see that the Metatron is not phased. It has not moved. All six wings still wrapped around its ethereal body. It's It does not care that you're murdering angels right in front of it. I really want to kill that angel all the way. Can I roll an insight on the Metatron? Sure. Uh, I rolled a 24. The Metatron is only insinuated so far that it cares about sin and purity and not so much about the lives of the angels or petitioners. In fact, you know that he locked the gates and stranded a bunch of them outside where they were being literally preyed on by Sladi. You witnessed that yourself. So uh, your its priorities are very clear to you. So... First things first, did it drop its sword? Oh, the cherub. Yeah. Yep, sure. I want to pick up its flaming sword. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going (laughs) to... Sorry, I just saw Dexter Connors. (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, And then I am going to start, like, looking around, I guess. Are there any, like... I'm trying to think what would be the biggest sin I could do. (laughs) I I just gave you an idea. I know. Can I take a dump in front of the Megatron? (laughs) Okay. I'm going to light a joint. So, King, you pick up the flaming sword. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to walk over to the Megatron. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stare it in the eyes. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to squat down and take an enormous shit in front of him. I was, no joke, I was having that same thought going, T-Rex could do a big shit. I saw Jurassic Park. <laughs> this is what, <laughs> oh god, this is what we've come to. I want to do it while I'm doing like the Conan the Barbarian sword holding pose though, with the flaming sword in my hands. <laughs> okay, so as soon as you start to take off your pants, I think the Metatron uh, dissipates because he doesn't want to witness this. <laughs> There's no reason for him to stick around. You can go through with it afterwards. After he's gone or not, that's between He'll you. He'll know. And He'll God. know it happened. Yeah, who stops the process once they start? That's <laughs> oh, I don't like this conversation. <laughs> but yes, uh, whatever uh, projection of the Metatron was here on the clouds is gone uh, as you're doing this act. Uh, and Sniffix in your jaws is a crushed up cherub. It's not dead, but it's not great. Uh, combat is over. Uh, how many throats does it have? One. I don't like that question. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> um, uh, I would, I would like to cut that. Okay. I mean, you are the serial killer. <laughs> I'm a serial no, killer. No, that's fine. Yeah, we can finish it off. Oh, and then once it's finished off. Yeah. Yeah. Can you turn it into a blanket for my daughter? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I awesome. Will, uh, stuff. The skin with the feathers. 
For downy comfortableness. Cordelia has an ability called the Chronicle of the Raven Queen. Now, this isn't the actual Raven Queen, who is a canonical D&D character who's dead now. It's her Valravin girlfriend, Lynette. Uh, but basically, she can take a piece off a corpse and put it on her warlock spellbook, and the answer to any questions she asks will become written in blood in the book. This is kind of like Speak with Dead, except for with Speak with Dead, uh, the creature is under no obligation to answer you, and it can be very cryptic. So if you try to kill this thing and then you speak with Dead normally, I mean, A, it's an angel who just said, no, leave me alone. I I refuse to cooperate. And even if it was something that could cooperate, maybe you couldn't understand what it's saying. Chronicle of the Raven Queen just gives you the answer you want. Ah, uh, I really regret taking Speak with Dead now. Gives you the answer you want or the answer you need. After one minute, the answer appears written in blood in your book. The answer is provided by the, the dead creature spirit to the best of its knowledge and is translated into a language of your choice. You must use this ability within one minute of the creature's death, and a given creature can only be asked one question. Do we want to ask it how to get to the Megatron? Or where the Metatron is? When, uh, where is the Metatron also in the same question because I haven't <laughs> finished my sentence yet. What is the best route to the Metatron? How get there? To whomst is the Metatron. Whomst. To whomst where? <laughs> to whereumst is Metatron. Location as to Metatron is equal to location as to give it to us, you whore. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, let's not, you know... Throw around the W word. Slut shame the cherub. I mean, it is dead. It won't know. So you cut the arm off the cherub, uh, put it in your book, like Yoshikaga Kira or something. Oh, yeah, I do. After a minute, uh, written in blood is the answer to where the Metatron is. The Metatron's physical body is inside the Cathedral of Stars. All right. So the Cathedral of Stars used to be a cathedral to the dragon god Bahamut, oh. the lawful good creator of all good dragons, a powerful, mm -hmm. like one of the most powerful good gods that ever existed. And the kind of great summon. Yeah, <laughs> in Final Fantasy, yeah. Uh, and the cathedral uh, moves throughout heaven. It's, not, it's never in one place. Oh. And so the lair of the Metatron is constantly moving. And he projects himself out to spend time amongst the people of Celestia, but does never, but never leaves the cathedral personally. I do not like this answer. You see, and that's the difference between getting the answer you want and the answer you need. <laughs> so it's kind of like a temple boat sailing across the cloud sea? Or uh, Awu's moving fortress? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> you love it. You are the worst. I Me? hate I hate you. <laughs> you no, you don't. Nobody hates me. <laughs> you hear the confidence in her voice? She's too powerful now. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry guys. Can I can I look over the edge of the clouds to see if I see a sailing temple? Is this how King dies? <laughs> you do not see the, the Temple of Stars. You see the mountain that you can you could you could jump to from the clouds and begin climbing it to look for more stuff. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna run. I wanna exercise. That fight got me started, but kind of blue balls me at the end. I want a longer one. So King has gotta get this extra energy out that he didn't expend pooping to run up the mountain. I know one thing people always say about D and D podcasts is like, why can't they just say numbers at each other for longer and longer periods of time? That's my favorite part. Does anyone want to ride the T Rex to wherever we're going? I can fly. 
at will, so I'm just going to fly. And by fly, I mean wiggle in the air. Yeah, that's just got to be strange to witness. Okay, so King takes a running leap off the clouds and onto the silver heaven with the first peak, the first part of the mountain. What do you? What does everyone else do? T-Rex Nifix waddles and takes the leap as well. Yeah, Blake will stroll over. Constitution saving throw. <laughs> just for Blake? Yep. That makes sense. Uh... Is it because he's just a guy? <laughs> crit. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, with a crit, uh, so you jump uh, off the clouds and onto uh, the mountain, and you feel a sudden uh, surge of energy from just the life force of being in heaven. It's not uh, It's not like uh, the same kind of alignment. You are, obviously, you're neutral evil, but you're not made of neutral evil, uh, the species that are called Yugoloths. You're just a human, so you do have the capacity for goodness somewhere inside you. Um, and so when you touch the mountain, uh, you have a, f- a brief uh, surge of energy and uh, bodily health. And actually with a crit, I'm going to give you something additional in, in addition to uh, not getting sicker, which is um, you feel very specific pain on your back. Oh. Like... Uh... Like, like I've been hunched over a desk for the last 20 years on the internet or no, like you, you reach back to feel where it hurts and there are puncture wounds in your back. I knew it. Ow. Ow. What's back there? Uh, you can't see it. So you, you can't determine that it's on your back. Hey, hey, uh, some of my back. All right. Is... Uh, I'm going to roll insight medicine. on his it's, back. It's medicine. <laughs> I know, I just wanted to say that. (laughs) I rolled a 12. 19! Okay, so uh, half of the people who tried passed, I guess. No one else is going to roll. Cordelia, you look at the wound on Blake's back, and it it seems like it's a claw mark from the Slod who stabbed him. Uh, It's a claw mark from Slod who stabbed you. (laughs) I'm going to take the claw that I grabbed from it and rake it across one of the wounds and be like, yep, it's a perfect match. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Blake, take. (laughs) Uh, Two damage as King accidentally stabs you uh, trying to figure out the wound. I want to, Cordelia is going to stuff some of the cherub feathers in there. Oh, this is really not going well. Like it might help, mm. like herbs. <laughs> it's all extremely bad. Doing back there. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I think wounds on the back are pretty cool. I mean, it makes you look like a coward, but still. <laughs> God, what an own. Never had a problem with that, frankly. I'm more of a kill from the shadows kind of person, anyway. So that's not the not that insulting. Okay, so we're all here. Let's climb that mountain. (laughs) Jam some feathers into Blake's back wound and then roll survival to climb this mountain. Okay. I love to stuff things into wounds. I rolled a six. Wow, man, our dice are not good for skill checks. Twelve. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. Eight. Uh, (laughs) Twenty-two. Okay, T-Rex. It's fine. Let the T-Rex do the tracking and you can all just follow me in my big, big nose. Um, okay, so 
the team fails, which means you're climbing up the uh, Silver Mountain up to the first peak, and you don't know how long it would take. A thing you do know is everybody but... No, actually, everybody. Everybody dexterity saving throw. I get to roll with advantage because of my uh, conduit of instinct, so I roll a 19. Success. Also 19. Success. 15. Success. Uh, I gotta double check what my dexterity is being a T-Rex. I forget that it's... it's. Uh... Oh no, their arms are so small. Six. That's not very dexterous. <laughs> nope, only the T-Rex fails, and the T-Rex is struck. How ironic that Laura's the only one who passed, yet the only one who has to suffer the full punishment of all of us failing. <laughs> Life is like that sometimes. Four damage. Oh as, no. Uh... How will I survive this as a very hardy T-Rex? <laughs> Nifix, you're struck on the snout by a celestial arrow, an arrow made out of light, and you see coming around the side of the mountain, coming around the mountain, uh, if everybody wants to sing a song with me. When she comes! Yeah, okay. thank you. Uh, is a veritable- I'm solo, I'm Ron solo. Oh, which, you didn't say so good song. A flock of angels. And I ran! <laughs> dozens, <laughs> dozens of angels. He's- what, what does the hair look like? Oh my God! Kill me! A flock of angels. <laughs> well, they're they're a choir or a chorus or a flight or a host. Oh, I was gonna go with a city of angels. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Metatron has sent more angels after you. These are the lowest kind of angel. There's nine choirs. These are the ones that are usually just called angels, uh, lowercase a. Um, they're humanoids with bird wings, and they are coming around the mountain, and they're all armed with celestial bow and arrows, and they are firing volleys into uh, the trail you're on on this mountain. Only Nifix gets hurt in the first volley, but there's more where that came from. There's dozens of them. Uh, so can we can't see anything from here because we have to get to like the peak of the mountain if we want to try to find this temple, correct? You don't know where the temple is. You were just going to search the mountain. Okay. Well, I guess I want to run up the mountain then. Because I can't hit them. This is like that fight in Final Fantasy X where you had to use ranged characters and it sucked. So oh, I assume I Eldritch Blast has a range of 120 feet. So uh, I'm going to do that. Okay, King, roll athletics to run away. Uh, I wouldn't say running away. Tactical retreat? Uh, 13. I don't know why it rolled it twice, but it was the same result I, anyway. Oh. Uh, 20 and 9. Uh, 20 hits, one of the dozens of angels. Hey, maybe they're really weak because they're baby angels. Bangels. Bangels. Ba- that sounds <laughs> a lot like bagels, which uh-huh. are like angels to me. <laughs> okay, gluten angels. <laughs> Nine damage. Uh, so King rolled a 13 to run away, which is better than average. So you're going to start running up the mountain. Uh, w- Cordelia's firing into the flock of angels as they descend upon you. Neither strategy seems super great. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if the Cordelia is going to be able to fight them off or King's going to escape. Anybody else have any ideas? I've got an idea. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna un T Rex. I'm gonna come back to being little tiny tiny goblin trash, and I'm gonna cast hypnotic pattern. Oh, it's your favorite. Yeah, gotta go do a wisdom save, my, my DM friend. Because these are bagels, baby angels. Ten! Uh, nope, you fail. Um, Tell us about hypnotic pattern, Nifix. Let's, let's talk about hypnotic pattern. Um, so, Nifix is going to pull the, uh, the their console out and just 
turn it round to the other, pl- uh, like towards the angels, and it's just got like mesmeric. It's like... Winamp visualizations. <laughs> I, I, w- I was gonna go with like really complicated speed runs being shown on oh, loop God. really fast. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just I I can't even process how you're speed running this. Just holds it up at them. And all of the angels that failed that uh, check become charmed. Uh, they are incapacitated and have a speed of zero. Basically, unless someone hurts them for a minute, they just are kind of stuck looking at, at the screen. So if you want to flee, they're all just kind of stuck looking at this for a minute. <laughs> all right, so you put up a big screen of the sickest Ocarina of Time speed runs. Link wedges himself in the corner and then jumps backward until he flies through the, the level geometry and ends up in Ganon's castle at the end. And the angels have never seen this before. They're losing it. They're going ape shit. They're like <laughs> donating $20 every second to the chat. It's a madhouse. Uh, and you have a chance to slip away. Uh, you can... You and you can take after King and just try to run up to the summit where they will fly you after you and we'll do something there. Or you can try to take another attack with a, a skill check of some sort. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, I'll do a perception roll to see what we can see around here. Because right now we're just on the side of a mountain. <laughs> 22. 22 kicks ass. Uh, so, King, you're running up the mountain. You have a, a higher ground to look from. And you see that there is a place where uh, there is a... I mean, it's a mountain, right? So it's a cave is really what you're looking at here. Uh, there's a cave you can hide in. And the angels are uh, too preoccupied with the hypnotic pattern to see if you run inside. And then when they're when they're free from the hypnotic pattern, they will not know where you have gone. Hey, guys, I found a cave. I love a good cave. Yeah, cave looks good. Dave's a great idea. Oh my back! I'm gonna, I'm gonna take out my flaming sword that I got from the angel and use it as a torch. No, no. Or, or I could just cast light. <laughs> why do I even have a flaming sword? That draws attention, doesn't it? They'll see us and be like, "Who's camping in that cave?" Uh, King, you have a plus one sword now, and uh, once you're in the cave, you can go deep enough that they won't see the light. Um, okay. I do appreciate the thoughtfulness, but that, that's a cool thing. Let's let King do the cool thing. Yeah. No, I just didn't know. I never trust you. Is it... So, with the cherub being really big, is this sword considered a great sword or a regular sword to me? I believe he said it was a great sword. That's a great sword. Dope! Don't have to change weapons. Yeah, you just got a straight upgrade. Before, you were just carrying uh, a normal sword. It wasn't special. It didn't have any cool backstory or anything. Now you have one that you took from an angel. That's pretty cool. I'm pretty happy. Uh, So, King leads the party into a cave in the side of the first mountain of heaven and you are in a um so the walls are silver not like color like the precious metal silver all of them okay i'm gonna get i want to lick it one of those chippy things and start trying to break the walls down okay i assume you didn't bring a pickaxe with you you never know I don't. I guess that's true. Um, an interesting thing here is there are no mine carts. There are no tracks. There are no any sign anyone's ever mined this because can you imagine something more blasphemous than trying to mine heaven? Well, okay, hmm. so... So how do we mine heaven? There's no actual reason for me to do this, but I really want to use the remains of the cherub to make a pickaxe so I can mine it. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, Lauren, uh, you want to use your conduit for the first time? You want to uh, construct a magic pickaxe? Yes. Out of the cherub's bones? 
Well, a cherub is a half, or not half, a cherub is one-fourth human, one-fourth ox, one-fourth eagle, one-fourth lion. So I think ox horn is definitely the pick part, and then just a bone from the rest of it can be the handle. What do I roll to mine? Well, first roll with proficiency to make the item. Plus four, because my proficiency, that's right. Uh, 22! Wow, that's very good. Uh, So I guess uh, Cordelia makes a plus one pickaxe. Fuck yeah. Which isn't a great weapon damage dice wise, but it's an interesting item and tool to have in your uh, arsenal. Now you want to roll to mine silver out of the mountain of heaven? Oh, I sure do. All right. I assume you don't have proficiency, so that's a raw d20. I have never mined before. 14? It shows. Yeah, that's above average. I'll say you you break off a, a medium piece of silver, heavenly silver times one in your inventory. Fuck yeah. Um, Good job, me. Yeah, what do the rest of you do while uh, Cordelia sits I'm down? Mining. Yeah, Cordelia sits down, makes a pickaxe, and breaks off a piece of silver. What do the rest of you talk about or do while you're hiding from the flock of angels? I'm going to check out Blake and be like, how you doing? <laughs> I'm in some discomfort, and I'm a little curious as to how the hell we're going to like leave this cave. That's interesting. King's going to pull out his book. And he's going to be reading through it. And he's like, what is your favorite food? Uh, and he's going to like put the book down. So he's like staring you in the eyes. And he has a very excited face. <laughs> I like tacos. <laughs> tacos are a good answer. Yeah. I like steak. Oh. Okay. I, I would really like Austin to edit in little clinking sounds in the background. <laughs> He's just picking away. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, Dink. is now the time? Dink. <laughs> Thank you. For tacos? I mean, isn't any time the right time for tacos? I, I, I never eat during a job. <laughs> oh, I'm having a normal one today, folks. That reminds me. How did you die? You don't. Seem like somebody who died in like a really cool way or anything. Tacos, actually. <laughs> oh my god! But there shouldn't be a bad time for tacos. <laughs> That's what I said. Life's really unfair that way. <laughs> and King is going to offer Blake a very solemn hug. <laughs> Sometimes it's the ones we love the most that hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Blake is ha- feels as though he needs to accept this hug because this guy is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a seven foot lizard holding a flaming sword he just stole from a dead angel, and he's like, "Hug, <laughs> sure." We have such a fun party. Nifix, what are you up to during this scene? Uh, Nifix is going to go over and join Cordelia and just go. Any experience with mining, or is this uh, your first time robbing the heavens of all of their uh, their sparkles? Well, I figure uh, they wouldn't want me to do it. So if I do it, maybe they'll show up to stop me, and then I can murder them, because that's what I do. This was my thought. Like, do we just do enough sin that they get pissed off and they come to us? Oh, that was my plan. Yeah. <laughs> I... At this point, uh, you're talking about doing so much sin that the the Metatron is forced to confront you, uh, and you hear a tiny voice from below you say, Yeah, that might work. I look down. 
Uh, you see a furry little creature the size of uh, a fist um, with little wings and a little trunk and little tusks. <gasps> tiny elephant. It's a tiny elephant covered in golden shaggy fur, like a little Holy shit. elephant snitch from Harry Potter. Uh, this is a creature called a hollyfent. Oh my god. Holly like the plant, fent like elephant. But yeah, it's a golden elephant about the size of a fist. It's flapping its little wings. Um, it's actually probably still on the ground looking up at you. I'm going to roll insight on this tiny elephant to see if I love it or not. Do, do we know, like, are they native to, to this plane or? I rolled a 24. I assume that's that you wanted us all to roll. Uh, was that insight as well? Yeah. Damn, so much insight. So 24. Uh, 24 on insight. <laughs> oh, we crushed it. Uh, so you know that the holophant is a native uh, creature to the upper planes. It's a celestial. Uh, broadly speaking, there are celestials, which are creatures from the upper planes, and there are fiends, which are from the lower planes. And then there are subdivisions in there. Famously, like devils and demons are both kinds of fiends. And the Yugoloths is the third kind no one really likes, but lawful, chaotic, neutral, respectively. Uh, celestials are similarly broken down. Um, if you pick up a Planescape book, you're going to see a lot of terms I'm not using. Uh, there are a couple of reasons for that. One is because it's a little complicated and I've tried to simplify it for the audience. The other is an uh, event in history called the Satanic Panic. Oh, hell yeah. Woo-hoo! Not hell yeah, but I know a lot about it. Yeah. Does you want to explain to the audience what it is? It's one of my favorite parts of history. Mostly in the 80s, early 90s. But everybody was like, satanic cults everywhere. If you've ever heard of the West Memphis Three, those are three teenagers who were accused of killing uh, some kids because of Satan, but that wasn't actually a thing. It's really bad. It is also a really phenomenal time for uh, reactionary Christian home video. Yes. And yes. I, man, you want to have some fun and go down a good rabbit hole, start checking out YouTube and looking for satanic panic videos because all of these churches started producing their own like home video libraries and sending them out to congregations and you could mail order them and they are insane. Oh, when I was little, my grandma wouldn't let me have Pokemon cards at her house because it standard for standard stood for pocket monsters and monsters are the devil. I mean, we we saw the same thing when Harry Potter first started getting oh, big. Yeah, that there too. was a big uh, Christian reaction to that. Yeah. So excited for the reaction to his dark materials. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I wonder if they're going to bring that back. The first movie adaptation was like picketed and so forth, but it and wasn't edited at the wrong spot. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so the Satanic Panic is a really interesting time in history. Uh, some of the, the, in addition to the funny videos and the weird pop culture stuff, there were some really high profile lawsuits. Um, there was one, there's actually multiple around daycares where people said like people, uh, kids were getting sacrificed in the basement of daycares. And hmm, that sounds really familiar. Like, uh, like, like kids in a pizza parlor basement. It's weird how the more things change, they, they stay exactly the fucking same. There's a direct line in evil evangelical uh, conspiracy theories. But the, the one of the weirdest things about those uh, lawsuits is they went to trial. Like, there were big deals. The state spent millions. Those buildings, those buildings did not have basements. <laughs> I love all. this country so much. Oh, but we have, like, actual children dying right now. But it's okay, because they're not white. So what... What you're saying is the fluffy snuffleupagus is a Satanist. <gasps> no, oh. I did want to give one more anecdote, which is the uh, 
the rock band, or I guess the, the British heavy metal band, uh, Judas Priest, oh, was yeah. hauled into court mm-hmm. uh, because they were accused of uh, putting satanic back masked messages in their music to make their fa- <laughs> to make their fans kill themselves. And their legal defense in court was, if their fans are dead, they can't buy our albums. And the case was dismissed. It's yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Well, they there was a a, a pastor who is still around and kicking and pretty well-known, but he... Isn't that one old guy? Yeah, narrow the field a little (laughs) bit. But he went on tour with Slayer. What? Oh, boy. uh, During the time at which uh, they were really big, and they had a very Satan, pro-Satan kind of message in their music. And he was like, yeah, but backstage, the thing that surprised me is like, they're not into that. They just wanted to go, like, drink. After their show, it's like, well, no shit. They're in a rock band, <laughs> you moron. Yeah, Black Sabbath was started as a blues band. One of them was a vegetarian. The rest of them were Christians. Like, none of it has that much basis in truth. Um, but the reason I say all of this is because uh, Planescape came out in the early '90s, and it was affected by this. That came down from management that they wanted to make a uh, line of products about the outer planes, but without using religious iconography. So the words devil, demon angel and many words like that were taken out and so i'm using them because partially because DD has gone back to them if you open up a monster manual in 2019 they say devil and demon uh but also because there's just not much uh resonance if i say like asamon what does that mean it's it's angel <laughs> it sounds like ass in pokemon it's, it's the reason we're gonna keep referring to this plane as heaven yeah they did a bunch of that stuff too uh, uh hell became bator i hate Mount Olympus became Arvandor. Uh, they did a bunch of that. I'm not using any of that. Hell is hell in D&D as far as we're concerned. Heaven is heaven. Demons are demons, devils, angels. All that stuff has been restored. But I'm just, for anyone who's curious, if you pick up a Planescape book because you're like, oh, I like the season with all the devils and shit. And then you pick it up and you're like, what are all these words? Why are none of the things Austin talks about in here? It's That's why. Because there was a uh, executive mandate not to make Christian moms mad. <laughs> Anyway, the Hollyfent is a celestial. It is a creature made of good from the upper planes, the good planes. Uh, but with all these incredible insight scores, 24 and 24, you do know that it wants something for you from you. It's not here just be, to be your uh, uh, no strings attached helper. It, it does have a good mission, but it does want it does want something from you. As the smallest one, like already, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna address this thing and go. So, no chance. You just want to help us because, you know, it's the right thing to do, friend, oh, buddy, oh, pal. You know, do a good deed. Good Samaritan. That was a, that was a story, right? <laughs> From the Bible, which does exist in D&D. All of the Earth's religions exist in the player's handbook, yeah. if you want to check. Um, this little holly fence says to you, Well, I do have uh, an arrangement. Perhaps we could come to. I'm sorry. My name's Lancelot. Oh, that's adorable. I'm Nifix. I want to be your best friend. How do you do? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Nifix. Um, I don't know if, if how you do it from where, where you're from. Do you exchange conduits when you meet? Some people don't like to do that. Oh, I can do that. Conduit of challenge. Oh, I'm the conduit of the lost. Uh, I am the conduit of expression. King's wondering if, King's wondering if he can eat it. No! <laughs> like he's thinking, he's like, yeah, I'm kind of hungry for tacos now. Elephant tacos sound pretty good. <laughs> Lancelot is perfectly bite-sized for the record. <laughs> um, uh, so this is when Lancelot explains to you that he is a representative of the Athar. A-T-H-A-R. The Athar are one of the factions in Planescape. 
Now here's where Austin turns to the audience and says, so factions. Um, if you asked someone what the defining characteristic of Planescape is, I feel like most people would probably say, Planes! It's right there in the title, Planescape. I disagree with that assessment. Uh, Greyhawk has planes, uh, the Forgotten Realms has planes, Galarian has planes, Eberron has planes, they all have planes. What makes Planescape special to me is the unique philosophical and political situation in Planescape. And don't get scared about politics, we're not going to talk about the concentration camps uh, anymore. <laughs> um, what I mean by politics is um, the, the one of the designers of Planescape, and I can't remember those two men named Cook. There's Monty Cook and Dave Cook. Uh, they don't even have the decency to be related. Um, Describe the setting as philosophers with clubs, and that both means philosophers who are carrying bludgeons, like clubs to hit people with, but also clubs in the sense of organizations. And, and also clubs are involved there too. They're, they're very uh, hostile to each other. Uh, but these clubs, these organizations, these factions are to me the core of Planescape. And I thought for a long time, how can I incorporate them without overwhelming the players and audience? Because there's a lot of them. There's like, I think 16, maybe 17. Um, and uh, in a way, season four, Valentine was kind of a dry run where I introduced 10 very simplified factions. And even that the feedback I got was that it was a little overwhelming. So I'm only going to introduce a, a, just a couple of these factions and here's one of them and here's a representative to tell you all about them lancelot's going to tell you about the athar they're also called the lost uh, every faction has both a formal name and an informal name usually the informal name is easier to remember uh, and they have a political stance and a philosophical stance so the lost the athar uh, and this is right from planescape i'm not making any of this up is they believe that gods were lying that they weren't special there was no difference between gods and people and that gods really were just channeling energy and power from another non-physical realm and that people could do that too. It sounds incredibly familiar. It does. Yeah. I do enjoy their stance on the gods being liars. Also, like, in a, in a world where conduits became a thing, ah, not far off. Yeah. The revelation of the Dice Funk universe is that the Aethar were right about the universe. Um, that's their philosophical position. Their political position is that the the universe is still kind of full of bullshit because people who with strong conduits are acting like gods and boiling people around, like the Metatron, who took it upon himself to close the gates of heaven, leaving all those petitioners outside who were getting picked off by Slotty. And that's no good. He's against this. Uh, and Lancelot tells you that he wants to help you take down the Metatron um, for the Aethar. How cute is this tiny elephant? And can I eat him? No! Do I need to do a knowledge check for it? He's disgustingly, overwhelmingly cute, and you can't eat him in one bite. It'd be very easy. Don't I, eat I, him. I will warn you this. If you eat this adorable creature in one bite, I will transform back into a T-Rex and eat you in one bite. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, tiny friend, would you like uh, heavenly silver? Here you go. <laughs> Oh, I can't even carry that. It's so big compared to me. I'm going to pick it into smaller pieces <laughs> so he can have a piece. So can you help us kill the Megatron? I have paid you. Now you are contractually obligated. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Aethar don't have uh, very many agents here in heaven. Um, they, their anti-god stance doesn't really go over with all the people whose families serve gods for eons untold um but i do have a, a way forward that might get you closer to the to the metatron cool i don't care about the other stuff but killing the megatron's what i'm all about right is, now is is that the, the, the 
I get the feeling that this isn't just a one-way, uh, a one-way street. What, what, what do you, what are you, what are you wanting out of us other than this thing being dead? Well, uh, right now, uh, you know, the planes are in a, a constant eternal struggle for souls and members as the different factions vie for strength and stuff. Uh, I guess I'll just cut to it. Uh, the Lost are looking for new members, and we really like it if one of you joined. Uh, what, what is required? Uh, are there membership fees? No, because I just gave you silver. That is my membership fee. <laughs> uh, so every faction has different requirements and expectations. Uh, the Aether are pretty chill. Uh, basically, nobody has to join a faction. You can roleplay any way you want. But if you want to spend d- downtime, uh, downtime scenes uh, joining and working your way up the factions, that's the best way to kind of uh, gain power and status and influence in Planescape. I, I see this is a Lauren trap. <laughs> it's not i didn't make up the aether i know it seems like i'm trying to trick you into killing anything resembling a god no 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 no, because it's so cute so the the main thing that these ones want is hey kill the big powerful assholes that treat themselves like gods i mean yeah cool those sound like challenging fights yeah and so he's not not everyone has to join he just want people and in fact the if you spread yourself too thin you're going to really reduce your rewards because you only get so many downtime scenes and so if you commit to the aethar your rewards will be much greater than if you do like one mission for the aethar and one mission for the harmonium and one mission for the revolutionary league or whatever i'm only going to introduce like three but um it's up to you i'll, I'll join something spookier okay oh there's some spooky shit in fact yeah. do you guys want to talk okay we're i have like one more scene and then the episode's over do you want to talk about the plans factions a little bit more because maybe you have one in mind in character okay but before you do i do just want to clarify something about this first one you brought up mm-hmm. you mentioned the uh the 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 little fluffy adorable creature being um good aligned is the faction good aligned uh not all factions are have a a, a stated alignment some do they're they're the the the, mm. the chaos attacks they're literally worship they worship chaos so they're obviously neutral chaotic but not all of them line up so cleanly so the aethar don't have a particular uh, goodness or badness i i suspected as much but i felt it was worth clarifying about spooky yeah so you want a spooky faction there are there are a bunch there's the uh the bleak cabal also known as the mad <gasps> men they, oh, I love it already. Their headquarters is the Insane Asylum in Sigil. Fuck. Uh, and they believe that nothing matters, nothing has any meaning. Uh, but that also means that because nothing has any meaning, that you should try to make your own. They're ex- existentialists, basically. They run all the f- the soup kitchens. They run all the uh, charity drives. They're like, they try to help everyone because nothing matters. Okay. In fact, you can, you can almost one-to-one give each faction a real world philosophy like the aethar are basically atheists that's i mean their name like it's not even a oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a trick aethar are atheists they got uh, me um and then i think the other spooky one are the dust men also known as the dead oh, oh i heard of them because i played planescape torment for 12 hours <laughs> yep you wake up in their uh their headquarters in the mortuary that's where planescape torment starts uh the dust men believe everyone is already dead everyone in every plane everything everyone's already dead it's like all of existence is actually an afterlife. So why fucking bother? That's very cool too. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a kind of specific kind of Buddhism where, because uh, people think of Nirvana, like everyone knows from the rock band, that Nirvana is like a existential, uh, like next level, like a next state. But it's not like paradise. It's not uh, exaltation. It's nothingness. It's oblivion. Yeah, it's the it's ego death. It's the end of t- the spiritual cycle of torment. 
There you go. Name drop. Um, but yeah, oh, well, yeah, I, w- I actually didn't make that connection. I just I studied a lot of Buddhism. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what's going on. Uh, so the both the audience and the players, you don't have to research any of this. You don't have to know anything. I'm only going to bring a couple of these up, and they're going to be completely optional. You can tell this holly fent to go fuck itself, uh, or you can, no. jo- you can join the Aethar if you want. Uh, and there will be a couple more throughout the season as it goes on. But this is an introduction to the concept of factions. Um I think some people in our audience are familiar with the Magic the Gathering setting Ravnica, which has one city with a bunch of guilds, and they're very, very similar. Ravnica and, si- girl, and girl, Sigil. Girl, 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 girl. <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask which one's the girl. Uh, I have an answer. It's the Revolutionary League, who are anarchists. Um, and if in Magic the Gathering, the leader of the girl is literally known as the Anarch. So it's a pretty one-to-one if you're looking for the gruel equivalent in Planescape. It's the Revolutionary League. Dope. Um, but yeah, so this character, uh, Lancelot the Hollyfent, he's a little golden elephant man, and he says he can help you kill the Metatron if one of you joins the Aethar. Uh, so long as I'm correct in my understanding that by accepting this, I'm not obligated to not back out if something cooler shows up. <laughs> I'm on board. Because it sounds like their whole thing is killing very strong people who are essentially the closest thing left to gods, and I'm very up for that. It's a good challenge. Not always killing, sometimes just denying. But yeah, that's probably what they want you for. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go kill all the not, the, the not gods that want to be gods. Yeah, this falls right in with Blake's philosophy of self-independence. He's all about this. Uh, so Lancelot wants to give you an item, Nifix, to symbolize your membership. Well, it's going to be a an arcane focus. What well, if wh- he regifted the silver? That'd be so rude. <laughs> that would be pretty rude. Do you have an idea, like an item he can give you? Uh, it's going to be a plus one to your spellcasting and spell save DC. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like something pure and heavenly that also works for gaming trash gremlin. <laughs> All I can think of is the little clouds that those Mario guys with the fishing poles ride around in. The Lakitu? Yeah, those guys. <laughs> I know that's not a real thing, but I just want to imagine her just whizzing around in the in the little cloud <laughs> little cloud car. Yeah, and we can't we can't give her infinite flying for nah. free. But what were you saying, Chris? Uh, a can of never-ending monster energy. Oh, that's Chris wants. Oh my God! Can, can 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 I have the 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 eternal energy drink? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think more more likely you have uh, an energy drink on your person, and uh, Lancelot gives you like a little uh, pin symbolizing the Aethar, and you put it in the, the in the energy drink can, and it infinitely replenishes it. <gasps> oh, what flavor? Whatever flavor she asks for, it'll change. Oh, that's so dope. Oh, okay. No, this is this is the this is the faction for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, the Hollyfent Lancelot tells you that if you want to uh, get to the Citadel of Stars, where the Metatron is, the only way to access it is to have one of his uh, most trusted angels summon the Citadel, and he knows where one is, so he can take you there. We could use the Cherub! The Cherub is not one of uh, the Metatron's most trusted uh, advisors and generals. That was just a, a soldier. He threw at you, and you chomped up, and he did not care. Uh, I was also just playing off the joke that King doesn't remember he's dead <laughs> and that he's holding his sword right now. Does King understand object permanence? Kind of. I mean, when he kills something, he kind of gets it. <laughs> <laughs> ha- 
halfway through this episode, I cut my finger and it's just been bleeding. <laughs> and I'm watching it, and now at this point, I can't touch. I can't touch anything because my hand's so covered in blood. <laughs> why do you? Why are you like this? <laughs> the symbolism is exquisite. <laughs> same reason you're still friends with me <laughs> such such sin um okay so the hollyfant tells you that actually where you'll want to go is back down to the base of the mountain under the clouds because at the base of the mountain at mount celestia the seven peaks there is an endless ocean of holy water i feel like it would be bad for me to touch that it would be bad for you to touch that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. I'm just going to fly over it. Well, okay. So the team w- w- like waits at the mouth of the cave, wait for the flock of angels to go by, and then you begin making your way down the mountain towards the uh, the holy water sea. What do you talk about on the way there? Uh, I- Lancelot will follow you to uh, the outside, but he's not going to go in. Aww. He'll take you as far as you go before people show up, and then he's out of here because he's two inches we- tall. We- we could just be in someone's pocket. We'd take him with us. I don't want to get squished. Do you want to hide inside my mouth? No! <laughs> hide, just, just just, hang out on my shoulders. Just small buddies. Okay. <laughs> Lancelot hides on Nifix. I'd like to think that Gustav like starts pecking him. Mm-hmm. Rude. Extremely rude. Yeah. Gustav's a little shit. That's why he's great. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll open up his book of how to talk to flesh things. <laughs> yes, please. And he's going to say... What is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? And then he's going to put the book down. He's going to stare out into kind of like the abyss of the world. And he's going to be like, I mean, poop, right? <laughs> I eat one egg. I I check if any of my um my imaginary monsters have leveled up in um Imagimon sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon sleep sounds like something fake for, made up for Planescape. <laughs> It's monsters in your dreams. <laughs> I like to start my day with a bowl of plain oatmeal. Yes, so oh my god. Do you put steak in it? What? N- no. Why why would you do that? The oatmeal then is Why would you eat oatmeal? What? For sustenance. <laughs> Actually, hold on a moment. And King's going to whip his head back to Cordelia. He's going to be like, <laughs> "When do you poop?" Also, follow-up question. How do you poop? <laughs> Uh, I don't have any spell slots left, but if I did, I would cast Silence. Actually, you do have spell slots. The hanging in the cave with Lancelot was a short rest, and warlocks get their spells back on short rest. Oh. I really shouldn't waste it on Silence, though. No, but that means I can get spell slots back, too, if it was a short rest. Yes, I'm very excited. All right. Uh, so you make your way down the mountain, and you, uh, rather than to a flat plain at the bottom, there's just an endless ocean of sparkling holy water. And in the distance, you can make out some vague shape uh, that Lancelot tells you is branches from the top, is, the the highest top of the canopy of the Yggdrasil. I knew it. The World Tree, which in Planescape, uh, its roots are in Hades. Well, they're in Niflheim, which is part of Hades. And then the trunk goes up through even the prime material plane and also through all the planes in between. And then that's branches up into the upper planes. It is the nervous system of all existence. Uh, the world tree, the world ash, the Yggdrasil. Uh, it, it connects everything everywhere, but it's also like a very vibrant ecosystem. And it, sometimes it's just easier to go through a portal or take the stairs. So you... you <laughs> You don't always want to take the Yggdrasil someplace because it's crawling with all manner of things that can be difficult. Um, 
but yeah, uh, Lancelot tells you that one of the Metatron's most trusted generals makes her home in the branches of the Yggdrasil that poke up through the bottom of heaven. Can I pick up a rock? I don't know. I want to pick up a rock and I want to throw it at the Yggdrasil. <laughs> you can so King can throw a rock into the holy water ocean, but it does not reach the the Yggdrasil. You're probably going to need to fashion a canoe or something. I mean, Cordelia can fly. I want to try to skip the stone. Uh, cool dexterity. I rolled a twenty. Nice, yeah, King. You can skip the stone. It doesn't get to where you need to go. What are you trying to figure out exactly? No, I just wanted to skip the stone all the way to the thing so that I could yell out, hey, come on, it, and show us where the Megatron is. Nice. I love you, Chris. Yeah, King does a really sick-ass skip. That looks really good. Uh, Blake's going to try it now. Okay. Oh, only a 15. So as the party begins skipping stones across the ocean of holy water at the base of the mountain of heaven, I'm just, I'm just thankful for all the cool sentences I get to say this season. Uh, constitution saving throw again, Blake. <laughs> Oh, that's a botch. Oh, that's oh. a botch, my friends. Oh, that's a oh, sexy no. botch. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> Blake is struck by a lance of pain in his lower extremities. He's going to- Ah, oh, my balls! He, he takes nine <laughs> damage and collapses to the ground, uh, grasping at his back. Uh, as everyone sees him fall and you see the wound on his back is getting worse. And more disturbingly, something is moving under the skin. Is it the feathers I put in there? Oh! Is he gonna have babies? Oh, that's not how we start this. That's how we start it. Live from the credit prison. It's Lauren's at my house. <laughs> Somebody should stop me. <laughs> if you want to support the show, first of all, tell Lauren to stop. She's ruining everything. Yes. Yes, well, I- <laughs> yes, I do what I want. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> tell them about the Patreons. Um, What's the plural? Patreon and I? <laughs> Patreon. Pat- Petrus <laughs> Peebus. Pe- <laughs> Tell him about the Peebus. Oh, Austin Yorski. No, you fucked up already. Austin Yorski. You're, go- you're going back into your cell. <laughs> no! AustinYorski.com. Oh my- <laughs> you fucking Peebus. No. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Austin Yorsi. That's me. That guy, yeah. Um uh other people too. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Laura K Buzz. She has books by the books. She talks about them. Episode description. You can click on stuff. You know how to click. There's links. I love a link. Oh my god. <laughs> Patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. That's Chris. Uh he's very sad. Please give him money. <laughs> And Conrad's at of horse. That's patreon.com slash of horse. Yes. Bojack. He's also on he keeps calling it movie boys and spin-off doctors. That's in the Jimquisition feed. He's been on the show for a year and a half and we've never said that. Really? It's not even its own feed. We're really bad at doing the credits. Super bad, dog. Tell them about your things. 
Um, I'm on Twitter. It's pretty cool. That's R A W R G L I C I O U S, and you can buy pictures of my titties. That's a thing you can do. Tell us about the executive producers for July 2019. A Bozog blew my cover six. Romantics defeat the evil mimics. Okay, so now you're gonna scream because it's your my house. When you're at your house, you fucking whisper into the mic. Suck my dick. No. <laughs> Werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. You're doing the whole thing now. You want me to come in here? I'm too far away from the mic. They can't hear me. Aaron Conduit of Festive Anarchy. Happy Bastille Day. Hell yeah. Abigail Grace. Oh, she's screaming. Adrian <laughs> Aftershock. Let your patron of Lauren's lascivious ludiporium. Thanks, homie. Aki Sabalainen. I'm not doing this. Albert West. Aaliyah. <laughs> Alex Vepra. Alice in the Purple. <gasps> An otter cuddling with their otter plushie. Andrew Birmingham. I'm and- just going to step in from now, now and then. Nope. 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 Now, she's, now she's sassing me. Andrew Feige. Conduit of helping Lauren dunk on Austin <laughs> itself. Andrew Grothin. Oh, yeah. It's me. Andrew. <laughs> in. She- She's so high, y'all. <laughs> Andrew R. Andy Harkins. Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Anthony, patron of Dora. Dora, that's my character. I should say it right. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's losing it, folks. <laughs> Antonio, conduit of snacks. Antonio, please bring me the snacks. Arachnovote, leaving the credit prison to play Ultimate Alliance 3. I don't know what that is. It's a video game. I assumed. <laughs> Arcanist to You can't. I don't know how to say that word correctly. Rylea? It's we talked about this before. It's from Lovecraft. But I forget things. That's true. Oh, there's, there's moose. Archibald H. Cactus Esquire conduit of moose. We, I don't remember what moose isn't anymore. We've lost the plot on that whole storyline. Arjan Limite. Arjan de Koning. Ash the Big Bean Girl. Aubrey Hunter. Austin Korgsky, Korgsky, conduit of best boy itself. Bark! <laughs> Austin! You guys are awesome. Isaac, conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. Backwards of con... Backwards? <laughs> the backwards. Backwards. Backward. I can't do it now. <laughs> I'm broken. Backwards of conduit, sparkle, beef swellington, conduit of meat, BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters, B-Ray Echo. Before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny nips. <laughs> Blue six. Bone? Is it bone S or bones? I feel like if it was bones, it would have three S's. With only two, it looks like bone S. Bone S. Brady, conduit of successful murder. No! Finally. You're under arrest. This is a sting operation. I'm no narc. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk. Goatly. Birdie Monk, private security. Used ocular pat down. It's super effective. Please do the next one. <laughs> By the way, you may slam jam my mam ham. <laughs> I feel like you could have put clams in there somehow. By the way, you may clam slam my jam mam mam hams. Callum, what is moose? We must know. Turner. Cameron Abbas. Well, hold on. Let's put our official guess in for the week. What is moose this week? I'm going to say a worm. Have I already said turtle? I feel like you probably have. But you didn't say tortoise. Tortoise and or bearded dragon. Mm, okay. Can't spell mustilata without must. That's the family the ferrets are in. 
Oh, you love those guys. I really do. Candace, listen to Dice Funk. Starling. Lauren actually doesn't listen to Dice Funk. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. But don't always finish the Uh-huh. Thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> what is that noise? Uh, carriage one, conduit on crushing on Austin in a respectful, non-horny way. I'll let you know, I'm only horny for credits. That's it. I've never been horny in any other way. Charlie, oh god, I forgot about all the puns in season three. Chocolate. <laughs> the show's good. Chris, conduit of bad decisions wallet. Christ, man, conduit of dying for your horny sins. Christopher Charlotte. <sighs> Go home last. You need help reading there, homie? <laughs> I forgot for a second. Corum the wheels on the Merkaba go round and round and shout, Holy! <laughs> Cosminyan and Conduit of Stardust. Counterfeit. C.R. Saldana, prophet of RN Jesus. Q, I appreciate you. Yes, you. Cumber. DL. Dandy Snuff. Daria, go right! Damn it, Daria, you know what you have to do. Dawning Frost! Decibel! Dennis Pancake Detlefson! Devin, conduit of evolution! Don Johnston! Dorian, conduit of devotion! Dr. Tao! Dr. Goatman! Dr. Isix! Dragon in the server room! Dylan and Roland the dog, listening on a lazy Sunday morning, also dishes! You got a dog. Okay, Dylan, conduit of bigger skeleton booty! <laughs> Ebra and I am too cuckold for this shit. INRJ Ecorin Elder Dog Elderlygoose.com Canonically not born. That's true, I checked. <laughs> Eleanor to knock Daisy's parrot in conduit of endless crushes. Please help. Aline. <laughs> I really like how you put a lot of energy into that question mark. Holy shit. Elizabeth Jackalope. Elusive Lily. Emma Moose is none of those things. God damn it. Emma, you're really fucking with us now. You're really cheesing my onions. <laughs> Why is that about I don't know. It's just words that came out. <laughs> Emma Murons. Indigo Mandani. Eric. Conduit of ins- No. Insatiable horniness. Good Christian boys and girls are only <gasps> horny for credits. That's the only thing we're allowed to be horny for. You can go, dog. Oh, no, I don't want to go, dog. <laughs> Air on the Laga deck. Ethan Lawrence. Evan Ledoux, conduit of finally deciding to support the show after you. And then it cut off, but thank you. <laughs> Extelaris. You got to do that one. I do? I ring Mike, conduit of holy, 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 holy. Just Google Trisagian. It's a real thing. It's a, it's a liturgical thing in Christianity. You gotta say it. Fabian got that dank. Florian H. Francois Ar- Arsenal. Mm-hmm. You tried. <laughs> Fuck you. Thank you. Francois V. Frank Sands. Listen to continue podcast and Dice Funk. Gabe, I named my Roomba Steve Dade Albacaris. That is smart. Grapefruit juice. We're only in the G. Holy shit. Chris. 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 I was, I was say sketch. Chris. So mad. Chris. Graphite. Graphite? Graphite. Conduit of rhetorical questions. Grimlock. Gwenevere Cummings. 
F. Thorgrunderson first to his name for the fire and brimstone retreat. Harley Astor. Harrison Andrew. Hey, more boys in crop tops. I agree. <laughs> you can't just scream. There's four exclamation points. I have to scream. That's fair. He's on mess. <laughs> Hers pussy broke down. Yeah, big same. I'm done. Oh, no, she died. All right, I'm stuffing and getting her. How do I make friends or guards? Conduit of social faux pas. Hunter no. Howland. Shut up. <laughs> She's here now, so if she tries to interrupt me, I can just karate chop her. Hustle Bones. Ian Morgan. Ingmar Gremmen. Ink Drop the Ooze. Inducer of oozmosis. Careful, it's contagious. <laughs> In- Invicta here, reminding you to celebrate soul's independence. Or else. Jer. Isaac, Conduit of Tux the Penguin. I've been talking like Laura and IRL, and now my family's worried. <laughs> That's I mean, everyone else's too. Do you think that we're going to look back on this and be like, wow, Lauren was the corniest bitch who ever lived. She's always talking about doggos and big heckin' puppers. Or do you think it's timeless? So we're like, no, that's just how Lauren talked. I, I talk so weird, yo. <laughs> I just said yo! James Neely. Jamie, the pink-haired... Ma- <laughs> I was said massacre. That's really Oh, weird. my God! Jamie, the pink-haired menace. Janiac, conduit of... Okay, Lauren, you read this one. I'm conduit gonna take- of a hot tabaxi mama look, looking my furry bits. Janiac, just because you're Laura's fiancé, do you think you can just come on here and say anything you want? Is that what you think is going on? Because I there's things I won't say, and that's one of them. I found it. Jasper, conduit of birthdays. Happy birthday, I'm assuming? <laughs> I, I I mean, okay. All July. <laughs> All July. Everybody, happy birthday. <laughs> Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Jayish wizard, the wizard or Jay. Jealous goddess, pa- pause. Cosplay. Pause clay. Pog play. No. <laughs> Jen. Jenny Colby. That one's yours. Which one is me? Just. Je- I just fed yay? Yeah. Are you John- just going to give you any, any ones with J's in them, huh? Is that what's going on? John- we're, we're American. Sorry about our mouths. <laughs> John Kerry, not that one. John, John Pog. Johnny's number three fan. Me and Leon are one and two, obviously. Oh, John Barnett, conduit of voice trying to catch up, but never quite. Mm. Johnny tips. I wish I had some Johnny tips. Joseph Tombrello, cutting that off. To deal deal with my Johnny, I always want tips. Josie, conduit of gender feels fanfics. Drew Man Jack. Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. Justin, conduit of asking how will we be emotionally ruined this time. Oh, there's a lot of small, cute things to get attached to. You I'm are sure getting... hope nothing bad happens to him. You get to finish. Okay. <laughs> Jorgen, indie monster, <laughs> Winewick Ford, conduit of name butchering. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of semi-regular regret. Kiefer Lowe. Keith Chalman. <laughs> Keith Chonkers. That's what I thought too. Chonk- Chonkers. The Keller Automat. Ken Conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. You get him, Ken. Kentoroy? Kentoroy? Whichever. <laughs> you can tell when she, your brain just shuts down and she's thinking about fucking seals again. Oh, I really love pinnipeds. Uh, Kentoroy. That's the best you're going to get from me, homie. Kevin Dobbins, Killer Cotton Shizno, Kaniko Fan, Katie Foe, Condiment of Guessing Plot Points. They really got my number this season. Nothing. 
Carito Prime apologizes to everyone he Patreons except Austin. Never apologize for me. <laughs> Christina, conduit of vegetarian Valorovin. Oh, neat. <laughs> so cute. Kato is Elias from Magus Bride. I get that reference. I actually specifically never mind. I was going to say I talk about this character design, but I tried to avoid the Magus Bride guy on purpose. Crystal, who thinks season five was a cover up paid for by Big Mothman TM. Uh, Kyle Badsvik. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lana. Chop, chop, chop. Okay, let me let you get in here. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Lauren's duckling. Okay, I just want to make it clear. It is my mom's duckling. I have not been in the same area as the duckling because that's seven hours south of here because Florida's insane. That's never stopped me from taking ownership of dogs I've never met. That's true. Uh, If you send Austin a dog picture, he is legally the owner of your dog. Mine. Uh, Lauren Cates, it's Strong Independent Bozog Day, a.k.a. July the Block! <laughs> the acoustics in here are noticeably echoey when you're around. <laughs> Loki Loki, making donuts in a wash with the all-powerful moose. We're gonna start a moose cult soon. Ludovico Limited. Luke Powers. Lulu's Gadoo. Lucy the conduit of having too many pet burbs. Lucy, don't hold out on me. Mmm, Joe. <laughs> I do that every time. <laughs> the Cult of Gorfanax. Master Rank's devious idea. Matt Collier. Matt Lackins would like to know how to get past the character limit. <laughs> Matthew B. Hare. Matthew Schultz. Maximum side boob five. Side boobs in space. Mashin. Conduit motivation issues. Me too, bro. It's cool. Melbent. Michael Grauman, Michael Hall. Am I too loud? <laughs> I'm really scared to look at the waveforms. I can't look, get away from the Excel document without lo- <laughs> looking at them, and it's going to be a fucking massacre. Where were we? Uh, I said Michael Hall, I think. Mich- oh, fuck. They sent us a correction on how to pronounce her name. Is it, M- it Mikael Minkler? Mikael? Mikael. 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 Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even high for the oh, record. Are you listening? You're not doing. Mikael Minkler, conduit of LGBTQIA plus Wrath Month. Do I hit? <laughs> Don't tell them I hit you. They're gonna know. <laughs> you fuck. Uh, midlife stasis. Mike Dross. It wasn't even a hit. I tagged you in for the rest. <laughs> Whatever, bitch. Mika from Finland. It's a wrestling thing. Miles and Rose, conduits of yin and yang. Modified Matthew. Morgan Rapp. Mr. Willie Phoenix, St- Phoenix Stevens, lesbian seagull, Pooh Bear Shaker. My personal favorite <laughs> patron, Matt Lutz. <laughs> oh, you cracked the code. <laughs> My Valentine is postmodern eye artist, Cy Twombly. Namita Aneskins, conduit of natural to itself. Nathaniel Holman, Nicholas Dominic, Nicole Woodruff, Nina Person. <laughs> Not S. Kearney, but Ideal Brando. <laughs> Nani? <laughs> uh, is that Pae Rabjurg? As far as I know. I like to do the, yeah. You can do whatever you want, and legally they can't sue you. Nice. Pangolin needs Laura to use some goddamn magic. 
<laughs> was that about Leah Myra? She's doing some magic. Well, they haven't heard the best magic so far, so. Oh, patriotism is a lark. <laughs> it really is. Paul Mullen. Pineapple. Pixel Pineapple. Full. <laughs> Please call me Ashley. Yes. Just Ashley. Pocket Sundial. Preston Bowers. Pro Wrestling Mothman Jermaine Walls. Professor Husband Fizzleberg. <laughs> <laughs> Philosophy of Hallucination Department. I need to read a shard point. <laughs> Did you lose your breath? Yes. <laughs> I can't resume my nose. I have a deviated septum. Listen, reading credits is technically an exercise for everyone out there. Fruit Hole Puck. Conduit of large ambitions but poor follow through. Don't call me out, please. Raccoon Empire does not recognize the notorious. Possum insurgency. Let's give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. I know what they meant, but I had to do it. Ramses the cat has run out of funky cats, unless necromancy? Cats are notoriously susceptible to necromancy, if you haven't seen Pet Cemetery. The new one blows. Random conduit of would you like a hug? Rizumi Yuzura. Remsiv. Robert Chisholm. Robert Dakin. Robert E. Calf Baker, only two seasons until the sex season. Oh, they're holding us to that. Roll to your wet. Do you want to say words? R- Robert Tuttle? Yeah. Rowlet. Rowlet used roundness. It's super effective. Salad Child. Sam Zdenowitz. Sean Lyons Burke. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Semen, <laughs> conduit of harder slatty. <laughs> Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, check out the embalmed apple to support a new creator. She is beauty, she is grace, <laughs> Kel kicks Nazis in the face. Shocking Link, yeter of responsibilities. Sin Milk Tom! <laughs> okay, Lauren's back in. She loves the Sin Milk. <laughs> Sir Octopus. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new character. Sir Octopus. My mouth is very dry, okay. <laughs> Eight tentacles and ate something else, and he's ready to go. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, sure, so long. Eat his eyes, Sir Octopus. <laughs> 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 I wonder how long this episode's credits is gonna be. Four hours. Uh, socialism is party cohesion plus Soviet power. Squid Cap, the conduit of getting called mommy by strangers on the internet. <laughs> oh my god. Sir Octopus is out there calling people mommy. <laughs> Starlight Gr- Glimmer did nothing wrong. <laughs> that guy. Stefan Lund, also a Danish shapeshifting raven. But I'm already happi- happily <laughs> something. Married? In a relationship? Eating pizza? <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Uh, pizza sounds better. Stenar, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sometimes my mouth is bad, okay? We're losing her, folks. A student had conduit of consonants. They did it on purpose. True. Summer yam in the living season. Summer, Summer yam in the living season. Are you okay? It's just very funny. <laughs> Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? I need to breathe more, y'all. <laughs> Just in general. Sydney Marsing. Saritha, asexual and loving it. Oh, it's so good not to be horny. <laughs> I got distracted by Austin talking about horny. Uh, Tales of Inquiry. That sounds like a masterpiece theater shit. Tara, conduit of terrible puns. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. 
the murderous penguin who secretly lives in your sock drawer. Get a move on, penguin. You think I want to be here? The pigeons are on to me. They must be stopped. I need you to get the... Oh, I think they're dead. The precursor. The Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Tim Lutton. Toby Gleasonstack. Tashira Kuro, conduit of never living up to my own impossible goals. Do you want to get in here, homie? I can keep going. No, I'm still I'm workshopping the Octopus character. <laughs> Trace. What do, you, what do you think about this for a voice? It's me, Octopus. I'm here to piss. Are you sure you're not high? <laughs> I just want to piss. <laughs> um, who was uh, Trace Marsing? I think. I'm sorry. All he does is piss. <laughs> Transient passerby. Trevor Five, get out of here. It's my 21st birthday. Can I get a yeet? Yeah. Tushé. Shy. Shay. I don't know. My brain died. Anyways, Shay. Lauren Snake voice equals maximum throbness. Thanks, homies. Should we just address now that you're going for Hungarian? Is what the because people are like, oh, she's doing Austin's Russian, and Austin's Russian is Ukrainian, but that's another topic. Um, I I like to filter between French and like Italian. Elon Musk, <laughs> but she, I'm going for Hungarian. She don't pay the taxes. I do not pay the taxes. I so is New York. What's wrong with me? Anyways, Vigar Einstein. Victoria Melito, conduit of quietness. I did the thing. Piss. <laughs> Don't. Victoria Valentine. Vinny, conduit of eating too many edibles. No, Vinny. Okay. Just a pro- <laughs> He's going to be really earnest about this. Pro tip. If you have access to CBD only stuff, if you get too high from edibles, the CBD will counteract that feeling. This has been School in the Credits with Lauren. Okay. Violet Skittles Unicorn, ignorant of human's ways. She's a sailor. <laughs> That's what he said, huh? I don't remember how I sound now. I'll get the guard and take her back to the prison. Volcano pussy melt your Peter like ice. Sounds like a rap lyric. It really does. Wrenchy, now that introductions are done, how are you? I don't know, man. Horny for credits. Stop it. Zephosaurus, you know, Jade is hot. Nice one, Jade. I'm in bed now, Jade. I'm on the other side of the room. Z, 23619. Zoltar, the Viking death metal caterpillar. Conduit of retribution. Retribution, I don't know. That guy sounds like he fucks. It's over now. Tell them about the fucking websites. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we already did that. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Translate for me. Google Play, I think. Uh-huh. iTunes. Podbean. Podbean. Did I say YouTube? I sure did. My dick. His dick. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? Leave a comment on this dude. <laughs> Um, don't be afraid to look in the episode description because nothing we've cited today is helpful. Don't be frightened. Don't be frightened of our links. That's what angels say in the Bible when they appear to people. They do not be afraid. Listen, homies, calm your tits. It's cool. We'll be okay.